Hi and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to share today's conversation which I had with the lovely Letitia Collins. Before I do that, before I shut up and do that, I just wanted to quickly update you on two things. So the doors are now open to Tea, my group program built for product-based businesses that want to sell more stuff in a way that works better for them, also known as the e-commerce accelerator. If you want some more information about that, then head over to my website, lornascully.com. And the second thing is that if you are looking to get better at email marketing and up your email marketing game, then make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Next week, Monday the 1st to Friday the 5th, every single morning, I'm going to be releasing a really short, sharp podcast episode titled Tip in 10 Minutes, that is. I've got no idea how I'm going to do that. If you listen to this, you'll be fully aware that I can just talk for England. But every single day, there will be one tip that you can consume in 10 minutes and then go away in action all about email marketing. I'm super duper excited. But more importantly, today I'm sharing a conversation that I had with the lovely Letitia Collins. She to me is the woman when it comes to all things content and I really really appreciate how she approaches this, especially on Instagram. The way she shows up on her stories and during this conversation we talk about all things around how she's built her business, what mistakes she sees being made in terms of creating content just for the sake of it without a purpose. We talk about when she went through burnout and how that's had an impact, comparisonitis and so so much more. As always all of the links that you'll need to her Instagram, her website and all of her offers are in the show notes and if you do give this a listen and you take anything away from it then make sure you share it on your stories and be sure to tag us both. And so on that note, as always, I'm going to shut up. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Letitia Collins. Well, welcome to the show, Letitia Collins. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Like I have been so excited to talk to you for so long because I watch your stories and I'm like, oh, I feel really seen. Like I should be doing this, and she's so good at it. And oh shit! Like, <laughs> so I'm I'm glad that you accepted the invitation. Let's yeah, I'm glad you extended the invitation. I'm really excited to be on this. Yeah. Right. So before we get started the bit that you've been dreading we've just had this conversation (laughs) you're gonna be fine I promise so with every single guest that I have on I like to challenge them to introduce themselves as a person not as a business because as small business owners we have a habit of when somebody asks who we are what we do we always say what we do for a living so who you are as a person in 30 seconds or less and if you go over the 30 seconds all that I ask is that you make a really really tiny contribution of at least five quid to the charity mind because it's a bloody great charity. Do you think you can do it? We'll see. <laughs> I'll probably be be donating. <laughs> I have genuinely got to stop watching this. No pressure. Right, are you ready? Yeah. Go. My name is Letitia, and to be honest, I'm a big lover of all things writing and books and horse riding as well. Um, you'll find me writing or like 
spending time with animals a lot of the time and I think I'm probably going to go for the 30 seconds so I'll stop there uh Letitia that was 18 seconds okay (laughs) (laughs) it's so like you don't realize how short 30 seconds actually is and I was like oh what am I going to say to that (laughs) in that short time but yeah I think the first thing that came to mind was just like I I love writing always have done and so that's a big that's a big part of like how I really got into my business anyway love that great place to start and also you mentioned horse riding so before we hit record Letitia said to me I'm a really boring person and I think (laughs) it's really interesting because we all think we're really boring but you didn't even mention horse riding before we started recording. I know, that it totally kind of came off my mind. <laughs> Love that. But best place to start, writing. So how did you get into doing what you're doing? Like, where did it come from? Um, I have always, like, since I was, like, a little kid, I was so obsessed with writing. And you'd find me just, like, writing stories like, everywhere. And so um, when I went to uni, I actually studied journalism and creative writing. And before that, like I'd I'd wanted to start like a blog, but it was one of those things where I was like, I'd start it and then I'd let it go after like one blog post. But um, when we when I went to uni, my very first kind of task was to start a blog. And I was like, well, this is like, obviously I have to do it now. <laughs> so I started it and actually like kept up with it and eventually created my Instagram account I started working as like a content creator with brands and stuff until I eventually pivoted into coaching and I started off as like an influencer coach teaching like aspiring influencers how to kind of work with brands and grow their Instagram until I eventually found my passion in teaching entrepreneurs how to start and grow their online business through digital products and content marketing so that's kind of where I'm at now. That's so good. I think it take, definitely takes a certain kind of person to be a blogger, you know. Yeah. I I think like ages ago, if you think back to like, I think I must have been like 20 and I'm seeing all these bloggers online and going to like blogger awards and I thought, <laughs> I want to be that person. I had a blog and it was so freaking hard. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where you really do have to dedicate the time to it. And that's why like I did, like I started off as a blog I did write a lot but then when I was in uni obviously I'm writing a lot because I was studying journalism creative writing like it was constant and I ended up after a couple years of having that blog I just couldn't keep up with it and so that's why I kind of focused more on Instagram in the end but yeah I think it's a really really great way to kind of like get started in anything because yeah, blogs 100%. are blogs are amazing I love them <laughs> do you still do you find that you still read them or not so much anymore um I don't really read blogs that much I'm more into like podcasts and stuff now so I think that's kind of it's been a really interesting conversation I I joined a group um a room on Clubhouse uh the other day about kind of blogging and podcasting and all that kind of stuff in the future and I think it's just kind of the way that the world's moving isn't it it's more audio rather than written but there's always going to be a place for it and so nowadays you're kind of helping female entrepreneurs which is amazing Mm -hmm. and obviously I think in my mind when as humans we all tend to kind of categorize people don't we I guess yeah and when you kind of follow a lot of people online to me you're the lady in the know about content and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the podcast because I think especially when it comes to like the gram 
Christ on a bike some people can just get so wrapped up in it can't they and like yeah am I posting the right thing am I writing the right caption all of that kind of stuff so yeah I guess god what's the first question bloody hell I've got so many it's nuts um what would you say is kind of the biggest thing that you see that's like people are doing wrong I guess would probably be the best place to start in terms of like whether it's on the gram or because you do you focus mostly on Instagram or um yeah right now my my biggest focus is Instagram eventually I will kind of venture out into other platforms as well but Instagram is like my main source at the moment I think like at the start it's important to kind of focus in on one thing like I know people say don't put all your eggs in one basket and I completely agree with that and that's why I have like a Facebook group and I'm planning on starting a podcast soon as well but I think at the start you have to kind of focus in on that one thing that you can be consistent in otherwise it's just going to be too much and too overwhelming yeah and your brain just becomes a bit like what do I do what do I look next like yeah exactly Jesus Christ yeah um but in terms of okay so in terms of content for the gram like what you know predominantly people that listen to this are small business owners a mixture of service-based and product-based but is there any kind of commonalities between the things that you kind of is there anything you see and you're like oh why are you doing that like what (laughs) that's so wrong um I think like the the biggest thing is obviously you see like all these big entrepreneurs big social media gurus and they're like you have to be posting five times a week and they're big entrepreneurs right so they look successful and so when you're new in the online space or even if you have been in like in the online space for a little while you still look at them and think well they're saying that and they they have like all this success and so they must be right and so I need to do that I think it's really important to realize like what works for one person won't necessarily work for you and a lot of these like big gurus who are saying you have to post five times a week they were early adapters of Instagram and obviously like back then yeah like posting five times a week it was like important in terms of growth mostly growth not sales I think that's a big thing to keep in mind as well and I think like trying to post every day is fine if you have a team but for someone who is a solopreneur they're just starting out like one you're going to experience burnout you're going to kind of like try and keep up with this like content creation hamster wheel and you're gonna if you experience burnout you're gonna end up like neglecting your posting schedule and going off the grid because it's just too much to keep up with and so that's not going to really like it's not going to lead to any results and then if you are able to stay consistent like that's great but then a lot of the time your time and your energy is going to dwindle as well and so your standards are going to slip and you'll end up just posting like these half-assed like content and again no results because it's just you know you do what I mean (laughs) yeah yeah it does make sense it makes total sense and I've just I've written down like two notes because there's two things I want to pick up Mm -hmm. in that because I think one of the reasons why I specifically wanted to talk to you is because I really appreciate your approach in terms of I just I feel like a lot of people post for the sake of fucking posting yeah oh my god and it's like and that's again because of those big gurus being like you have to post every day and so they're like okay I'll just post this picture of my tea (laughs) (laughs) 
here's my dinner god <laughs> instagram of 2011 um okay so but in terms of like yeah i think i just i really appreciate your approach because it's very much how I don't know how any other way to word it apart from like how I was raised professionally, which sounds really weird. But I was always like, one of the questions that I get a lot is why I only do digital marketing and not marketing as a whole. And for me, it's really important that I can prove that for me doing X, I'm going to get Y out of it. And I can do that in a, in any digital platform. I can't do that if I put an ad in the newspaper. Mm. And I think like one of the ways that I appreciate your content is because you're like, well, actually it should be driving xyz sales it should be driving signups and do you find that sometimes the people that you work with kind of have to is it almost like a mindset thing or is it like a a process thing is it the fact that they they just don't know how to create that kind of content or that they're scared to create that kind of content what what do you mean like in the way they kind of want to post so much or yeah so it might be you know i'm thinking of the everyday kind of Joe blogs that's a one-man band that might be sat at their kitchen table packing their orders they're they're hearing all of these gurus saying you have you've got to post five times a week and then you get the flip side of that the likes of you and me that says you should be seeing results from that it shouldn't just be for the sake of it do you think that the reason that they kind of how do I word this the reason that they kind of (laughs) not necessarily struggle but like the flip there's almost like a change where people kind of go okay I'm gonna post because I I should be seeing results from that does that make sense yeah so just posting like without a purpose really yeah um yeah I mean I think again like it is because like we I think like at the end of the day there are two reasons that you're gonna post and this person A is going to fall into the category of like, I'm posting because I want to grow my followers. And that's where it's like the influencer style content is going to come out and you're posting to kind of engage with your community and build authority, not authority, sorry, but build um, a following. And then there's person B that's going to be posting purely for the sake of like building their business. And so they're going to be a bit more intentional with the way they post. They might not necessarily post every single day. And yeah, I think, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. And how do you, how would you kind of suggest somebody finds the balance between maybe the two? So like, I think with a lot of people that I work with, they kind of say, oh, I'm, I'm really scared of being too salesy. Like, I don't want to constantly say, here's my product, go and buy it. How, how do you find the balance between engaging with an audience and actually making sales? Yeah, I think like finding a balance is really important because obviously you don't want to be like, I have this product, go and buy this and this and this and this and all the time. And then <laughs> here's my thing. Buy yeah, it now. <laughs> like no one's going to purchase from you if literally all you do is promote. However, promotion is important because you are a business. And so that's where like kind of a mixture of like personal branding giving value and promotion comes in and so I always say that you need to aim to post value-driven content you need to post motivational content like for your followers and then you need to bring in connection and trust as well and so like storytelling I love storytelling I think that's a really great way to kind of build your authority and bring that audience in in a way that like connects them with you because 
I'm going to talk about like psychology because I, I love this little fact. And I heard that 80% um, no emotion impacts buying decisions 80% more than logic does. And the way we kind of bring that emotion in is through storytelling because people don't buy a product literally just for the products they buy because of the person as well, especially if you're um, offering like a service. And so hearing stories, even like not even just of like customers who have purchased that product or that service and their transformation, it's the storytelling that really brings people in and makes people want to stay and then eventually obviously makes them want to buy as well. I love that you've just said that. I've got such a love for psychology and marketing because it's just it. so important. Yeah. Like so many people just disregard it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, actually, when you kind of get to the crux of it, people, as humans, we don't actually buy things because we need them. Mm-hmm. We buy them because we want them. And we yeah. want them to hold us a really bloody good story that has either kind of made us see ourselves using it or being around it or whatever or as you say like the transformation love that absolutely love that (laughs) great takeaway if anyone's listening to that bit um and the second thing that I wrote down was the word burnout because I think from my memory you were very open and honest around Christmas time oh yeah yeah (laughs) um about feeling relatively burnt out and I think I very much related to that around October time I felt like a piece of crap and I couldn't get out of bed and I didn't want to work and I didn't know you just kind of like you feel really deflated don't you you feel like Mm. a balloon and someone's just taken a pin to you yeah so let's talk about that how did that kind of affect you and what you know what have you changed to help you kind of not get to that point again so last year it was around August time I was in the middle of my very first launch and then like straight after that I I went in I started preparing for my second launch and that was like that was fine but I realized it was so much like I was doing so much because you've got to prepare all the content and you've got to get everything ready and it wasn't like I wasn't launching products that I already had they were both brand new products and so I was creating them and launching them and then creating all the marketing materials for it and it was so much and I think a lot of the time as entrepreneurs we're we we're working for ourselves. we're at home and so we're like oh well I need to be working and that's what I was doing I was constantly pushing myself to working and I ended up pushing myself to the point of burnout and it was not nice like I so yeah I came on my stories at the end and I was just like I feel so burnt out I'm gonna take a break and that's what I did I just I took a break from social media I went to London for a couple of weeks and I just chilled and after that I felt so much better and so come 2021 I've made it like my new year's resolution kind of thing to actually schedule rest time and to actually physically put it into my calendar to ensure that I'm actually like taking time off and not like doing things like back to back yeah that's so important and I think one thing I probably again feel quite seen about because I probably need to do myself (laughs) um and I'm sure there's probably a lot of people listening like yep um (laughs) But in terms of like you getting to that point, is it a case of like, I always find it really interesting in terms of humans and how they react 
it was it a case that you you didn't even see it coming and like one day you were just like oh, I'm just really tired like I just I just feel ugh. or was it that you could just you kept pushing like I just need to get it done and then once it's done I'll have a rest yeah I think it was probably kind of like a little mixture of both because mm. I was so excited to like release like this was like my first time releasing like any kind of digital products so the first one was like a massive course it was like 12 weeks long and Jeez. yeah so I I don't I, I'm not going to create anything without having like some like people in there like, that's one big thing is like I will never create a course without um knowing that it's going to sell and so I did a launch for it I had like the first two modules created and then after that I had people in and it was like right it's time to actually create the content and so I was doing that every single week and then on top of that like that that's where I should have stopped I should have been like right I've got this I'm going I need to focus on something else like I probably if I was going to do a launch I should probably should have just done like a service launch <laughs> however I decided that I was going to create um a product called the story lounge and I was having to like create all of these because it's like loads of scripts so I had to create loads of scripts I had to create the sales page I had to do all of that and it was just like back to back and I, I I just wanted to get it done because like it was something that my audience were kind of asking for and I was like oh I have to get this done now and yeah it was just so did you do you feel much. like you kind of felt a bit of pressure in terms of like you've said you know my audience were asking for it. it would it do you think it would have mattered if it took you three months rather than one do you know um, what I mean like would do you think it would have mattered if it took you a little bit longer to be honest I think it was more my mindset at the time and I was just like I want to get this done I want to get it out and like that the story lounge launch was like probably like the best launch I've ever done in terms of like the numbers of people that actually came in and so like I am really happy and really proud of that however it was <laughs> a <but>. lot <laughs> and so like was going into it again <laughs> yeah going into it again I would definitely like rethink my strategy and that's what I'm doing this year amazing though because I think like at the end of the day I'm I see so many people that are so scared to do something just because and I'm like yeah but you're never gonna learn from it like you have clearly I can see it in your face you've learned from it do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean definitely. like <laughs> Right. it's just like... it's not worth it is it like when you're in that moment of burnout like you just feel so drained and I think I did like I went away I think like I took like a week off and I was just at home before I went to London and in that week I literally sat in my bed and I watched the vampire diaries <laughs> like so many seasons I'm not even going to tell you how many seasons I watched because it's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> Back. Yeah. Was it like the whole Netflix Netflix thing of like, are you still watching it? Like, leave me alone. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Literally. And it was like, <laughs> I, I think at the point they were like, um, oh, the Vampire Diaries is being removed from Netflix on this date. And I was like, right, I've got myself a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally challenged myself to watch it. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to relax. Yeah. <laughs> but it was nice. Like, I think having a rest and actually taking time out for yourself is so important and like even if you just take a week out like after you've like had a launch or a big event or something just take a week to yourself and just rest and recoup and like spend time with your family yeah because it can seem really daunting can't it you kind of think well if I stop then this is gonna happen or this is gonna break or this is and the world's not gonna stop turning yeah like 
your business isn't going to close yeah and that's one thing that I was really like concerned about as well but like when I posted that story obviously that like, I was like really real about it and so I had so many people reach out to me and kind of like tell me that they were going through the same thing and so me sharing that was kind of like that kind of like helps them as well which was really nice because that it's it is like we don't always see the things that are going on behind the scenes like we see like these entrepreneurs having like these big launches and like oh i've just had a 20k month but like they've got teams behind them and uh, you don't you don't see like the other stuff that goes into it as well and as yeah. entrepreneurs, we're looking at that and thinking how the fuck have they done that themselves <laughs> yeah and that and it is hard isn't it because i think you kind of you kind of go well how do i get to that point and mm -hmm. you, you're right you don't see the the kind of the behind the scenes bit and i think that's one of the beauties of being self-employed being on your own because you are in control of what happens and you can choose to share that stuff but I think with people with teams I'm thinking like I don't want to drop any names but obviously like G Gary Vaynerchuk Jesus Christ the the top dog of personal mm -hmm. branding like I don't think people realize hundreds of people work for him yeah like hundreds yeah and it's like they say oh Beyonce only has 24 hours in the day <laughs> yeah okay but bon Beyonce has a hairstylist and a meal planner and <laughs> yeah. a chef <laughs> She also doesn't do her own hair. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you mentioned the word mindset, and I think it's, I think it, I've got a bit of a love hate relationship with that word. What does mindset mean to you? To me, oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, if you'd have asked me this like a year ago, I would have just been like, mindset is bullshit because you see all of like you see a lot of people on social media like saying business is like 80% mindset and 20% strategy and a lot of people put in focus on like oh you can um if you ship like make this one mindset shift and you can like completely transform your business and I think in a way like I, I do kind of believe that because it is a lot to do with your mindset and like if you're not in the right mindset like when I was burnt out I was not in the right mindset and I needed to take some time to kind of rest and like recoup and get back on that track. So yeah, I think for me, mindset is just being self-aware, practicing self-care, not just in the forms of like bubble baths and stuff, but like actually taking time for yourself and having rest and just, yeah, just trying to take care of yourself. And before we hit record, like we had a really brief conversation about like journaling and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know a journaler um if that's a word and <laughs> I think I've had this conversation previously because I was a bit I feel like I'm probably like a little bit further behind you in in terms of that kind of leap but I always used to be like oh what the fuck is journaling like well how do I want to write my thoughts down but actually it makes such a bloody difference because you're right and I think it's that term self-awareness like being able to go like say I haven't done enough or I did this wrong and just being honest with yourself about it you don't have to post it on Instagram stories yeah, exactly um but it does make such a difference and so have you found that kind of going through that whole roller coaster let's call it of burnout and now kind of being you know having your mindset right is that had a massive impact on business yeah completely I think like a lot of the times when you actually sit down to journal, you don't expect what comes out to actually come out. And so it's like, well, I didn't know that I felt this way. And yeah, yeah I think 
for me like having that self-awareness like whenever I experience like like maybe I have a launch that doesn't go quite as well as I want it to I think just sitting down and focusing okay so this didn't go as well as I wanted it to however I was still able to serve this many people and it's like those people are humans like you're actually changing humans lives and I love that and so like I think a lot of the time we can get caught up in the numbers and journaling for me has kind of helped me to go back to like the root cause and kind of appreciate a lot more it sounds really kind of deep and a little bit woo for anybody that's not really into it but it 100% works like it's not and you're right people get caught up in numbers I remember when I worked in corporates getting challenged about why a certain thing I can't remember specifics but a certain thing only reached 50,000 people and I'm like that's 50,000 yeah people yeah there's a lot of people like can we just actually appreciate they're human beings they're not just 50,000 numbers like it's not just a digit um and yeah I think you're absolutely right that does happen in small business land as well and in terms of kind of obviously we talked about burnout and stuff apart from that what would you say have kind of been your biggest challenges in terms of working for yourself and launches and all of that kind of jazz I think especially at the beginning a big challenge for me was comparisonitis because you you come into this space and there are so many like big entrepreneurs out there and they're sharing all of their wins and they're like oh I just had a 10k month I just made like six figures in six six months and it's so easy to compare yourself to them but one thing that I think is important to remember is like again you're only hearing what these people want you to hear like those numbers could just be bullshit like I'm not saying that people are lying however anyone can put a number out online and there's like this big buzz around like six figures and 10k months and stuff but you can't see the behind the scenes you don't see what goes into that you don't see like what they've invested in again like the team that they have the support and like what expenses they had for that launch like what about the ads what about the equipment hundred percent like like some people when they're like oh I had a 10k launch yeah. and I'm like cool did you spend nine grand of it on yeah. ads to get you that <laughs> how because much was your you coach did, how much was theirs <laughs> not interested next <laughs> yeah it's so, so so true I was actually following I can't remember who it was but I was following this girl um and a few months ago she posted on Instagram that she just hit her first like 10k month and she put together like a resource um of like how other people could do that and like it was like I'll sign up in my email list and stuff and so she got like a lot of comments a lot of engagement a lot of congratulations obviously and all of that kind of stuff and a lot of people signed up to that resource and then a few days later she came onto Instagram and she was like that was a lie and she was like I'm just showing you how easy it is to be like to believe like like what everyone's saying and I was like wow like that's so powerful oh my god it's crazy because anyone can say I made 10k and they didn't. You don't see their bank account. <laughs> I love that she tricked people. I know. Like, mm, not dessert told you so, but <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Oh my goodness! And I can almost guarantee that so many people fell for it as well, which mm-hmm. is quite yeah, scary. Yeah, because she she was saying that she received so many messages from people like asking how they could do that and if she could like help them and stuff. 
And so, yeah, I think it is important to remember that it's mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a highlight reel, isn't it? Um, Yeah, literally. And that's when sharing your story and actually being a person, (laughs) I think when that comes in as well. And so one thing that I keep finding comes up with quite a few guests at the minute, but I, I like getting different people's perspectives. So one thing for me that I find when I work with people is that they might say, well, it's easy for you, Lorna, to tell a story because I act as me, if you like. No, I don't act, but you know what I mean. Like I, I trade as myself. I am a personal brand. So when you work with Lorna Scully, you, you don't work with like Purple Pigeon, right? I don't have a brand name. So there are, there's almost like this wall that comes up when I say, let's try and pull some stories out of whether they're brand stories, whether they're personal stories and try and kind of put them into the business somehow to help you. What, how would you go about that? So let's say, for example, somebody sells a product and they have a brand name and they don't necessarily kind of want to be known as Lorna from Purple Pigeon. They just want to be Purple Pigeon, right? How do, how does a brand come up with stories? I guess is the simplified question. <laughs> yeah, I I think as a brand, regardless of whether you're a personal brand or like just a, a faceless, nameless brand, um, you're always going to have a why and a mission. And so sharing that why with your customers is so important. It's like, why did you get into this? Why did you decide to release this product? And people like you might not think people care about it, but they they do like they love to see like the story behind the business, how you kind of got into it. Like if you're if you're selling something, I don't know, think of an example like wax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like how... go to is like candles. So let's go 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 candles. Yeah. It's like, what was your story? Like, how has like how has that like kind of changed? How has that helped you? Because when you are selling, you're always selling to someone who wants something because they don't currently like. I always say like, I am I'm more for like um, service based or like coaches and course creators, but I always say that you your your ideal customer is going to have a pain point and a pleasure point. And so what you're selling is going to (laughs) (laughs) what you're selling. Yeah. So an example, dildos, (laughs) but what you're selling is going to like take them away from that pain point and help them like reach what they want, like their goal or their pleasure point. (laughs) Especially if you're selling dildos. (laughs) Especially if you're selling dildos. Um, cool. So I've just realized the time and I don't want to take up all your time, but I'm, I think the mention of psychology and marketing, I think we could talk for hours. Yeah, honestly. Um, I guess, have you kind of got any really quick, either one, two, three, any kind of amount of tips of somebody that is listening to this that kind of thinks, okay, maybe I'm not selling enough through my content. Like how, where can they start in producing content that actually drives results and doesn't just drive bloody likes and follows I think the biggest thing is just to present yourself like as an authority obviously we've talked about storytelling how important that is but then also being an authority and providing value so providing like mini trainings 
on your product or your area of expertise and then at the end of that mini training I always love to say that I ask my audience if that if they enjoyed it if they found it helpful and I have them vote and so I can see like who is actually like enjoying this content and then I will then like use like the call to action at the end of that to then mention my offer so whether that's a paid offer or whether it's a freebie and I think that's a really great way to softly sell because you are providing value and people are getting something out of that and then you then go on to say well if you like that then you would love this and kind of like yeah just talking about it in that way and that's not like it's not a hard sell and so you yeah. don't come off as like, oh, she's being really sleazy, just sell it because you're giving value. Yeah. And I think I think that's almost like, I find that quite tricky, but I love watching your stories when you do like these mini trainings because it's almost like it's like five or six slides of here's the thing, like I'm going to teach you something and you're absolutely right. And I can see it now that you've said it, I can see it. And it's like, did you enjoy that? If you enjoyed that, you might like this as well. And telling people where to go and how to get it is just the fundamental thing that so many people kind of think if I tell them where it is and how to get it, I'm selling. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but if you've given them something for free, you're almost you're just it's an exchange, isn't it? You're saying here's something for free. Now give me something. Um, And so, yeah, that really works. I was just going to say, like your point about like giving like them something for free and then like telling them where they can get more um that kind of relates to like something called like the reciprocity principle and so like that's why when we go into like tesco or whatever we see brands in there like giving out giving out free samples because then like they're gonna their their consumers are gonna come they're gonna try it and they're gonna get like a free sample and a taste of what they're selling and then if they like it they can go and get like the bigger product and that just relates directly to what we're doing in the online world apart from it's just with value and like education in the way that we're doing that so So I just think it's a really great way to just psychology love it love it and you'll be surprised by how many people don't really think they'll be like oh if I if I have that bit of cheese I'm not gonna go and buy it I just want the bit of cheese and you're like, yeah. I yeah, bet you'd be like, blown away by that bit of cheese. Yeah, that cheese is the best cheese you've probably ever tasted in your life. <laughs> and in six weeks' time, you're going to go and buy a block of it. And it's gonna, you're going to love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your time. This has been so... I feel like I've... My brain's buzzing. I'm like, I need to go and do all of these things. <laughs> like, I feel like I've learned something, which is amazing. Um, One question that I've started asking every single guest, because I really like the variety of answers what does success mean to you success I think to me means that you are having an impact on someone's life that is fucking amazing (laughs) I know a lot of people get caught up in like success when it comes to sales and the numbers and stuff but I think really like the, the times that I feel the most successful is when my clients and my customers come to me and they're like you've done this for my business like this this girl came to me the other day and she she like she hated like showing up on stories and didn't really know what to say and then she bought like my product and she came to me and she was like oh since I bought that I did this this and this and she was like Yahoo Finance reached out to me for an interview and I'm going on this like panel and I'd never used to like speaking on stories and like because of like the confidence that the product kind of gave her 
then she got like this speaking opportunity and all of that and so I I love that like that's when I feel the most successful that is so lovely excuse me (laughs) that's so nice and I just I like asking that question because I think so many of us as we've mentioned get wrapped up in numbers and followers and all of that kind of stuff and some people kind of look at them and go they're really successful but I'm like yeah but is that your level of success or so that's so nice and I know people can't see you right now they can only hear you but Letitia's face just absolutely lit up when she said that, which is just bloody lovely. So yeah, so to round up, I guess, for anybody that's listening to this that, heaven forbid, doesn't, has never heard of you before, um, doesn't follow you and doesn't, hasn't bought any of your products, where can people find you, get in touch, work with you, all of that jazz? So you can find me on Instagram at letitiacollins.co. I also have a free Facebook group that I love to hang out in and just give like some extra value. And that's called the Creative Entrepreneur Collective. And if you're interested in learning more about content and how you can attract more clients and customers through your content marketing strategy, I am giving away a free lesson from my course, Sold Out Content. And this lesson is just basically going to break down like the four types of content you need to make more sales in your business and to kind of take your ideal client on a journey from authority building connection and then obviously to the point of conversion and you can find that at letitiajcollins.com forward slash freebies amazing and as always i will put all of those links in the show notes so that you can get to them super duper quick Thank you so much for your time, Letitia. It has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've loved this conversation. I think it's been so good. (laughs) See, it wasn't scary, was it? It's just a chit chat. Yeah, I like, I I think like my biggest goal this year has been just to get like more visibility and like to actually like say yes to more opportunities. And do you know what? Last year, if you'd asked me like, last year I would have been like no (laughs) like I like start like podcasts and live videos and stuff I just hated it but like I'm definitely trying to like push myself more this year well if it helps you've done a bloody amazing job I've really enjoyed this conversation and I think everybody that listens to it can take something away from it so I found it really helpful if nothing else (laughs) (laughs) cool well I'll talk to you really soon thanks so much thank you